Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. And we are back. Another intern podcast here on dogman.com. I'm Jack McCauley. That is Luke Munger. Mr. Munger, Washington dismantled Boise State last week. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing we got to talk about on this podcast. But before we do that, how's, how's the week going, man? What's What's been going on in Munger world? It's going well. It just got my uh, Rex softball team just got the brakes beaten off of us tonight. So I'm a little, I'm a little down. But that's okay. Otherwise, it's been a good week. <laughs> what was what was the uh, you know what was the what's what's the batting average you think on the season? You know how'd you play tonight? You no, know, I I think it's rec softball. I don't know. I think I'm probably batting in the six seven hundred range. Just yeah. I don't have any pop. I just hit little liners like soft liners over the third baseman's head. Me too. I'm like yeah. I, I played in the I played in the summer too. It was our first time playing. Yeah, I, I'm like, dude, get. I, I'm just one of those guys who's gonna get on base consistently. Yeah. You know, runs the bases for hard. sure. Yeah, I'm just trying to get on base. I'm scoring on anything in the gap. You know what pull, I'm saying? Pull a shift on. I'm a lefty too, so they pull the shift on me every single time. Really? I'll find the hole every. You now ever poke it through the left side? Then yeah, and... I, I, I have like, I'm like Kyle. I can't. Seager. I can't aim. I, 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 I'm like Kyle Seager. I can't. Whatever it takes. I actually hit it the center field probably more often than not. But to, yeah. the, to the left side, it's just impossible for me. Um, yeah. And we, we played in like a 16 team. Uh, league or something yeah. like that. We were, we were heading to the playoffs. We were we were the 15 seed. Uh, Let's go. Although, although we took the lead in the in the ninth against the top team or the second team in the. I actually hit a. I actually hit a. Uh, get this munger. I hit a two out um, bases clearing double. Wow. Let's and then, go. then the next and then the next at bat that we like walked two guys in a row and then their best hitter came up and tore. Okay, dude. Him. Now we're going off topic here, but one thing is, <laughs> yeah, we're we're a really bad team. It's a, like a free agent team, so I didn't know any of these guys going in. They're all really nice guys, That's so but <laughs> we're just we're just terrible. Yeah. Um, but my least favorite thing, dude. Nothing grinds my gears more than a wreck slow pitch softball game. If you're working walks, I want to fight you. Like that yeah, is the worst thing you can do, dude. Swing the freaking bat. Like you, I know you're like paid money to play in this league once a week. Like, come on, bro, put it in play. <laughs> like, trying to work a walk from the ump. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it makes me so upset. All right, well, we'll get we'll get Munger softball updates pretty weekly from now yeah. on. All right, quickly, how was how's your week going? It's going good. You know, it's going good. Excited for, um, you know, obviously the football game. You know, excited for the big games around college football as well. Alabama, Texas. You know, NFL starting up. Excited for the fantasy team kicking off. But yeah, um, let's get right let's get right into it with Boise State. Enough talking about you know some team picking you up off of waivers in the softball <laughs> league. <laughs> but Washington, like we said, dismantled the Broncos last week. You know, what do you think went so well with that game? You know, obviously there's a lot of amazing things to point to specifically on offense. But what in, what in your mind when you were watching the game thought went well? Yeah, you know, I think. Obviously, what jumps off the page is Washington's explosive passing game, 
right? I mean, I think uh, the Huskies threw the ball downfield incredibly well. Pass protection was great. Jump, uh, jumping to the defensive side of the ball, I think coverage took a big step up. Jabbar Muhammad's presence was felt. Devon Banks really emerged as a potential playmaker in the secondary. Um, so those are the things that jump out immediately to me. Jack, anything I missed or anything that you want to highlight? Yeah, I mean, I think starting defensively, I I personally felt like, you know, they did a great job of containing Taylor Green. Yeah. You know, people are mad about the pressure, not getting pressure. But personally, after especially watching the game over a little bit, I think they are really trying to play the contain game and just not let him get free with mm-hmm. his legs and daring him to throw the ball while keeping him in the pocket, you know, closing all the gaps there rather than just pressuring and letting something get out of hand. They did that a couple earlier on. Um and, you know, he got his legs going a tiny bit there. And they also tried doing it on, you know, going too much. And that's when they started opening up the screen passes. Uh, that's, you know, where that's where they did some damage early on. But they really settled into that to not let that happen again. And then obviously, offensively, I mean, after those first two starts, I know everybody. I know everybody. And people if people say they weren't, I know everybody was biting their tongue being like, uh-oh, was this a one-year fluke kind of thing? What's going on? <laughs> We're not scoring. What's going on? It's been two possessions. But no, Washington, I mean, it's – it's almost like when they when they want to get down the field, they can get down the field. It, Michael Penix can put it anywhere. These receivers, their routes are amazing. And I think we're going to see something personally similar again when Tulsa storms into town this week. Um, the Golden Hurricanes obviously come off a win against Arkansas Pine Bluff. Um, Braylon Braxton, who is their starting quarterback, ended up getting hurt, so they had to put in freshman Cardell Williams, who looked a lot mm-hmm. better than Braxton. Braxton threw two picks. Cardell Williams yeah. really showed off. So, Luke, Braxton's supposed to be back this week. What do you anticipate as far as the quarterbacks, you know, I guess play traits, and then also just how you expect them to play against the Washington Husky defense and what Washington will try to do to stop each of them? Yeah, you know, I think it'll be interesting. It sounds like Braylon Braxton at least has a chance to play. It sounds like Tulsa said they'd play both quarterbacks if they're both playing it. And I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it's – a near 50-50 rotation. I think uh, Braylon Braxton played, started three games last year, so he has some experience, but he's not like an incumbent starter, whereas Cardell Williams is a freshman. Regardless, he was 13 of 14 in his appearance last week for Tulsa. I think that he's earned at least the right to play half the games. They're pretty similar, I would say, play style-wise. Both are, I would say, athletic, but not like – the Talon Green kind of dynamic dual threat type of athletic. You know what I mean? I, I yeah. think that they can extend plays and can hurt you with their legs if you break contain, but they're not going to be dialing up like, I don't know, they're not going to be dialing quarterback runs up left and right. Um, so I think it'll Washington will have a similar challenge to what they have with Talon Green where they're going to want to try to play contain as much as possible, but it, I, I don't think he's quite – either of these quarterbacks are quite as dangerous, which will allow Washington yeah. to pin their ear backs a little I just, don't, I just don't think they're as dynamic enough to make plays. Yeah. Uh, especially as Taylor Green. And also, too, when you have a quarterback, a backup come in and play better than the starter did, I think there could be anxiety for both of them and the coaching staff as well. You know, you're playing at on the road at Washington. You know, do you think they're – one of the things that I think could happen is I think you could get a scenario where Braxton goes two drives, nothing happens. They put in um, Cardell Williams and, you know, yeah. see what he does and then switch back and forth. And with that, I I just don't know if they can get much of a rhythm. 
Certainly. Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting when you're in more of an ambiguous quarterback situation in week two than you were in week one, right? Like going in, Braylon Braxton was the starter. And now week two, it's kind of like, well, we'll see kind of what happens. Health permitting, we'll play both. So it's interesting. Um, that said, I, I do think can kind of progressing through Tulsa's offense, um, they do run the ball pretty well. They featured three backs last week, Jordan Ford, Bill Jackson, and Anthony Watkins. Uh, Jordan Ford rushed for 110 yards. Watkins and Jackson averaged over seven yards per carry and each had over 50 yards on the ground. Um, so similar to Boise State, I think this will be a team that they're not going to – I mean, it's not like a service academy type situation, but they're going to try to run the ball quite a bit, and that's where they'll try to establish, I guess, their presence. What, what do you kind of expect for, from Tulsa on the ground? Yeah, I think they're, it looks like – I mean, they went to Jordan Ford 19 times last week. That You know, yeah. Anthony Watkins, who was probably the projected starting back, um, he, he only got nine. So I think they're going to really try to lean on Ford if they can. I could also see them going to – um, Watkins a little bit more and evening out, I guess they're, you know, the reps this game just to keep legs fresh against, you know, uh, obviously a more stronger athletic, um, faster Washington, Washington defense than what they have. So I could see them doing going that route. Um, but as far as receivers go as well, I just, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, Marquis shoulders obviously was their yeah. big receiver last game. He had 132 yards, which is yeah. absurd. Um, but I just don't like you kind of mentioned earlier with the cornerbacks of Jabbar Muhammad. Yeah. Banks, I just don't know if they're going to be able to do that. Um, yeah, it is interesting. Marquis shoulders absolutely cooked someone on a double yeah. move for 80 yards. <laughs> so we'll see. I mean, both of the corners that we mentioned there for Washington are aggressive ball hawk types. So there's maybe the possibility for like, I don't know. It would be interesting, but at the same time, we can get to this later, but Tulsa would have to protect their quarterback long enough to make like a double move type thing like that happen against Washington. Um, but other than Marquis shoulders, I think where you're getting to kind of an interesting receiver room. They lost their three leading receivers last year. Yeah. Um, they do have one of, they had a receiver with 37 yards coming back. He had a couple grabs last week uh, and that's Malachi Jones. Um, the other thing that stands out to me is the size of the receiver room. Like it's not a very big group of, I'm not talking about like numbers of people on the roster, but like just in general size. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I think for someone who like Jabbar Muhammad, you know, you think he, okay, this is just totally hypothetical. And, but if Washington ever played Florida state, you know, obviously those are the receivers. He'd oh, yeah, like Johnny Wilson. Yeah. Six, yeah. seven, Johnny Wilson. Um, but you know, you look at somebody on, you know, like their receiving room, you know, either, you know, either both shoulders, you know, Devin Williams, Malachi, yeah. Jones, whatever. Any of those guys up on Muhammad, they're a little bit smaller, but Muhammad's obviously much more talented. So, yeah. you know, you'd think he just won't have a really any trouble sticking with against those guys. Elijah Jackson, though, is someone I want to bring up, I guess, for this game as well. What do you think Washington's going to do with hmm. him and, and Devon Banks? Because I think personally they're going to start with Jackson to get some confidence in him. Yeah. And then obviously filter in Devon Banks, give him 50-50 reps. But I think – for sure. still the job that Jackson based off what he did at camp. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I think you bring in Elijah Jackson, like you said, um, give him a vote of confidence, you know, he earned the starting job out of camp. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, not to get ahead of things here, but if Washington gets a comfortable lead, I wouldn't be surprised to see Jabbar Muhammad play a little less in the second yeah. half, right. And get more turns for banks and Jackson on the field together. Um, so that's something to keep an eye out. But like you said, I, I think Elijah Jackson will start at corner 
Um, but Devon Banks obviously has earned a bunch of playing time, and I think he'll rotate in pretty frequently throughout the game. Yeah, and they'll definitely yeah. want to get Thaddeus Dixon and JV on green in those as Certainly. well. Absolutely. Um, now, one thing I mentioned that we'd get back to, Tulsa, one thing that'll be interesting is along the offensive line, um, they struggled last year protecting the quarterback. Average they, were, they, were, they were terrible last yeah, year. It was bad, dude. It was bad. I I, I went and I, I was curious. I, I remember I looked it up. I was like, I wonder how they did protecting the quarterback last year. It was 3.9 per game. I think it was somewhere around 120th in FBS. Not a spot you want to be in. Um, they gave up two sacks last week to Arkansas Pine Bluff. Um, and eight TFLs, which is, I feel like, a pretty big number for an Arkansas Pine Bluff. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it'll be interesting. What, Jackie mentioned, I do think, like you said, Washington did a good job of containing Taylor Green, which I think was their focus along the defensive front last week. However, this might be an opportunity for Washington to kind of open the floodgates a little bit in terms of the pass rush yeah. and get some confidence, build those All-American numbers up for Braylon Trice, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think that could definitely, I think especially in the first quarter, I think you see that. And then I, th- I don't think they try to push them too hard or, you know, I don't think they want to yeah. run into the ground. I think you just – the contain games a lot easier to play. You're really just holding and setting, you know. Yeah. Setting edges, you know, making sure the pocket is all, all square and such. But I do think they get some good reps, especially I think they try to get some of the younger guys in, like Lance Holtzclaw. I think you get Boyd Tanufi in there a little bit as well, mm-hmm. Maurice Himes. Um, yeah. By the way, this is shaping out. It sounds like both of us are kind of thinking along the lines of a potential or probable blowout. Um, yeah, we'll get the confidence in yeah, We'll get the confidence. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. But let's get over to the defensive side of the ball. Obviously, this is a defensive side that definitely um, didn't see a ton of success last year, that's for sure. Um, they were one of the worst teams in the American defensively. Obviously, they have a couple names to note. Um, the Simon brothers, Julian Simon, formerly at USC, He's out of Lincoln High School. And then his brother, he's the starting nose guy, guard Jaden Simon. Uh, He was a former Colorado Buffalo. Um, You know, those are just two names to note. But Luke, you know, defensively, you know, what does Tulsa bring to the table and how do you want Washington to attack these guys? Yeah, you know, I think it'll be interesting. If you go back to last year, like you mentioned, 
a bit of a struggle for the uh, Pulsa Golden Hurricanes. Uh, they gave up 35 points in 35 points or more in half of their games. Um, the Simons were brought in, like you mentioned, as transfers. I think that'll be interesting to see. Like, I think one thing that Tulsa will need to do to succeed this year is firm up the middle of that defense. Yeah, they gave up over 200 yards a game on the ground, nearly five yards per carry. Um, they were a little bit better against the pass, but when you're kind of I don't know. When you're giving up yards and spades like that on the ground, it, you're really kind of behind the eight ball defensively. So yeah. um, it, it'll be interesting to see what the presence of Julian Simon does in the middle of that defense to try to shore things up. Again, they lost a few short tacklers, also lost uh, an edge guy in the transfer portal to Oklahoma State. So this is a defense that has added some talent through the transfer portal, but also lost quite a bit to graduation in the transfer portal as well. They were able to take care of business against Arkansas Pine Bluff. Uh, but I think, obviously, I mean, call me crazy, but I think Washington will pose a little bit different of a challenge than Arkansas uh-huh. Pine Bluff did. Um, Jack, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, Oklahoma State transfers in and out seem to be a big theme for – I was going to say, dude, Oklahoma State and Tulsa have like a pipeline. It's like it's like a farm system. you know. It's like the Mariners sending down guys to Tacoma and, <laughs> and then Tacoma – uh, you know, bringing or yeah, the Cowboys are like, hey, we'll trade you this guy for that guy. <laughs> they said it, yeah. They said so. Oklahoma State Ben Kapinski to the waivers, aka Tulsa. Um, yeah, he's getting sacks in his debut. <laughs> yeah, he had a good game. Uh, he had a good game, but you know, he's an edge guy. So uh, they, they have some guys who have power five experience, but you yeah. know, they are role players, I guess, at best. But the one thing I will say is they have a lot of experience. Back there, guys who have seen snaps, guys who have been around the game for a while. So it's not like they're going to be scared of walking into an environment like Washington, which is obviously a lot different than the conference they play in. For sure. Uh, So that is one thing that they have going for them. And, you know, they do have a couple talent pieces here and there. Um, For sure. But but overall, uh, it's one of those defenses that, you know, with a lot of transfers in, you know, you got to think that they haven't settled in much. And especially going from Arkansas Pine Bluff, to Washington, that's about as big of a jump you can make from offense, you know, going up against offense, offenses. Um, I don't see them doing too well against Washington. I mean, it's hard for anybody, I guess, considering the numbers they put up the last two seasons thus far. Um, totally. But yeah, they do have some, I think Jaden Simon, you know, he's he weighs in at 320. Joseph Anderson's yeah. another guy. He weighs in about 300 pounds. So they got some meat up front. Um, and that's I want to see Washington... Um, I think this is a great game for them to kind of reestablish the run. You know, it's something they Certainly. really struggled with last week. And I don't know about you, but I really want to see um, Dylan Johnson be able to have, you know, prove some yards on the ground. Yeah, you know, I think it'll be interesting to see Washington try and establish the run. Like you said, this is a team that struggled against the run last year. Uh, it, it's really hard to, it, like, there's just not a lot of data to draw on after an FCS opponent that they took on. And an FCS team that only won three games last year in week one. So jury's still out on it, how Tulsa has improved against the run, but it feels like an opportunity for Washington to build some confidence up front. One more name I want to shout out on the defensive side uh, for Tulsa moving into the secondary Kandarin Ray. He is a safety. He's their leading returning tackler. I think he was third on the team in tackles last year with 86, but he now has eight career, 10 tackles games, including 10 tackles last week. Um, 
He's just a big physical, like he's a thumper, 6'3", yeah. about 215 pounds. Uh, he's a free safety, but he really mixes it up. Uh, and he forced three fumbles last year, had an interception, had a handful of tackles for loss. Uh, so he's a guy that I'm sure his name will be called quite a bit. Um, but yeah, to your point, I think Washington will try and build some confidence before they enter. I mean, obviously they don't enter conference play next week, but every opponent they take on after Tulsa will be a power five opponent. So Washington needs to probably feel a little more confident running the ball heading into those games. Yeah, no, for sure. And they're definitely going to, you know, they got a lot of different guys back in the secondary. Um, I, I think Kendar and Ray is going to be a big piece if they want to be able to not give up the big plays. Um, two other guys to note um, as well in the secondary are Canyon Williams. He's another safety there. You know, he's power Oklahoma state and DeMarco yeah. Jones, another uh, starting corner. Guess where he's from Oklahoma state. Um, <laughs> so yeah. it's funny for Jabbar Muhammad. I know it's gotten brought up before, but little, it yeah. sounds like the Oklahoma state uh, kind of the secondary departed from last year. I know dude. It's like a reunion. Yeah, in Seattle, Washington this weekend, all of these Oklahoma State Cowboys. Yeah, so the, um, the Tulsa Cowboys, yeah, they got their hands full for um, <laughs> defensively, um, for, for sure. sure. Um, I think their secondary obviously has to play well, but kind of like we said, they have experience. They just yeah. obviously, I think, I think Washington's going to be uber aggressive. Yeah, they're, they're not. They're they're going to step on the gas pedal hard. I think they're not going to want the start they had last week. Certainly, yeah, I agree with that. Um, so with that in mind, shall we get into confidence interval and then bet to bark? What do you want to do first? I let's let's go confident. I think the bet to bark's a little bit more fun. Let's go confidence yeah, interval. For sure. I mean, I think people can tell what our confidence interval is going into this one. Bark. I don't think people know mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Jack Jack has a three out of ten. No. Three point five, actually. You're close, yeah. Luke. Um no, uh, I I mean I'm gonna go nine point nine nine nine. Um, just because there's always a chance of something happening, but uh I think this is about as, you know, this is one of those games where, you know, all right, what time are we getting the backups in at? Um, you know, what time are you, you know, I'm, I'm actually, I'm excited though, hopefully to see some of the younger guys get out there. I really like Devin Bryant, you know, all of them. So I think um, it'll be good to hopefully get them out there. But I think Washington runs up the scoreboard pretty quick. First half over at 20 points. Luke's told me today, sounds like an easy lock for those of you who are, thinking about making any withdrawals and putting money on the game uh, <laughs> like that. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to match your lock on the nose because like you said, I don't like jinxing things. So yep. you don't want to go full 10, but from a Husky fans perspective, this is a game that you feel confident in Washington's ability. Like you said, to, to come out, take care of business early, like obviously play with aggression and then hopefully be in an opportunity where, uh, you can get some younger players, some meaningful reps, get Michael Panics off his feet, and I believe that will happen. I think so too. All right, bet to bark time, um, Luke. I'm you're, I'm putting you on the hot seat here. You're starting off with a defensive player. Let's hear it. Oh, defensive player. I had my offensive one picked out. To be honest, I may need to do some thinking about defense. <laughs> okay, we'll switch it over to the offensive side. I'll start on offense. I'm going to go with kind of a unique one. I'm excited about this one. I'm going to go with a player who hasn't played yet this year, and this is. Complete, like, don't listen to this and be like, oh, Luke has some intel here. I don't have any intel about this. Like, I want that to be fully clear. This is just a crazy fan take. But I think the Askies are going to get some younger people, the ball, and opportunities to play. There's a guy that has had buzz around him in camp when he's played. Um, I think Washington is figuring out their identity on the ground. 
And I think, I mean, not necessarily like he's going to get 10 carries, but I think we're going to see some Tybo Rogers action. And that's my bet to bark on offense. I think we're going to see some flashes from, from Tybo Rogers. I like that one. That's, that's unique. That's fun. Obviously we know the coaching staff loves him. Dude, Jack, um, you can tell me after the podcast too, because I feel like you know more than me. I, I want this to be abundantly clear. I have absolutely zero idea if Tybo Rogers is going to play. Out I don't You know, I honestly, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, he was suspended for a little bit and I, but I think this is one of those games where you want your true freshman to get in the field and get some confidence. Yeah. Um, but anyways, with that being said, I'm going to say Jeremy Bernard um, for my bet to bark. I think he has a good day with special teams. I think he has another solid kick return. And I think he gets um, – I'm going to stick between the you know the 75 and 100 yards. I think he has mm-hmm. – you know he gets one or two more receptions. Um, and he'll get a lot of time with the second unit. I think uh, he's, got a, he, he's got a big day coming for him against Tulsa. I think this is a good opponent for him. So I like Jeremy Bernard offensively. Flipping the coin to the defensive side, Munger Cat, who you got? I'm going to go maybe less exciting in terms of off the radar pick, but I'm going to pick Zion Tupola Fatui as my bet to bark. I just think, I mean, obviously Braylon Trice is a preseason All American and an incredible athlete, but he feels like a guy that can really just maybe over athlete his way to a couple sacks on Saturday. So I'm not necessarily calling two sacks. I will say one and a half. Yeah, I, you can just see him. You can, I mean, I can do it right. I mean, I'm sure most people can too. Just envision him, not even necessarily getting a sack, but you know, a quarterback hurry, just getting to the quarterback for, you know, right when he's about to throw the ball and such, mm-hmm. you know, laying a hit or something. I can definitely envision that. With mine, I'm gonna go with Asa Turner. I just see goal. I see Tulsa, you know, trying to take a shot downfield, and maybe like you know, kind of like kind of like what you said, you know, an edge or whatnot and gets to the quarterback. Just you know. Tosses a fly ball to center mm-hmm. field and Asa Turner's there ready to make the catch. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I see him getting an interception. I think that I think I think getting yeah. a, forcing a couple turnovers I think is key for this defense to build Certainly. some momentum against a Big Ten opponent. Um, and I see Asa Turner just you know Tulsa's going to try and take a shot. I'm sure they're just getting every team does it. And I see Asa Turner coming down with one. Absolutely, yeah. Asa played great last weekend, so it will be exciting to see him build on some momentum there to your point on the turnover battle. One more thing I want to mention wasn't anything egregious, but uh, Tulsa, I believe was minus two in the turnover battle last season. And they're minus two last week, actually to Arkansas Pine Bluff. They turned it over three times. Um, so that's, I think Washington who's plus two on the season. will look to exploit that as well. Um, so yeah, there you have it folks. Tulsa coming to town on Saturday, 2 PM kick. Uh, I will not be there this weekend. Jack will. So take a look out for him in the stands uh, and keep your eyes on dogman.com for coverage. Go dogs. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 